and welcome back to Modern Day Disciples. The podcast where we hear real stories from Modern Day Disciples. Episode 3 now. I Dude, think. we are back! It's crazy how much love we've been getting because I think this is the first podcast we've kind recorded of recorded since. Af- yeah, after releasing that kind of first one. Because we got a few done beforehand. Yeah, so to give you a little background, we recorded two episodes before it was released to the public. Mm-hmm. And since then, we have had such overwhelming love and support. Like, it's, it's blown my mind. It, it has. It's so overwhelming. Like, all the phone calls, the texts, the, all the messages, people sharing on Instagram, Snapchats. It's crazy. Like, Dude, what's so encouraging about it is that I know the spirit is leading through this podcast. Because mm-hmm. I know that if it was just you and me doing this, we couldn't do it. Definitely not. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. So let's let's catch up, Kev. What's been going on the past week of your life? What's a highlight? Ooh, man, this past week. Well, we've just been getting at the parish, just the ministry stuff going. A highlight from last week or for this past week definitely would be a few days ago. Um, I attended an XLT, an okay. adoration night, and I with you. Yes, we were both there. <laughs> we were both it was there. Uh, it was at Holy Family Parish. It was held by um, the youth minister there, Chris Mardisich. Shout, Shout out, out to Chris, Chris. Mardisich. Um, yeah, I, it, it's been a really long time since I've experienced adoration in that way. Um, and their pastor, Father Andrew, is really, really good. Like, he's very pastoral, he's very relational. And during adoration, um, I actually haven't seen this at a parish in our diocese before but maybe it does happen but he took the monstrance and he walked around with it very similar to episode one when you talked about your first experience at the life teen conference right the the Steubenville conference where the priest took the monstrance up and down every single aisle to every teen every person in that arena and and the priest said the same thing exactly and it just felt so so different you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't feel any more or less because our Lord is our Lord. Right. But it's just having that time to watch Jesus not only stay up at the altar where he, you know, where he belongs right up there. Just our Lord Jesus. Christ, where, we, right? where we're used but, to seeing Jesus. Exactly. But coming down to us and just like come and having that one in one on one personal um, encounter. And I him. think I think this is something about. It's, I don't know, maybe I'm building a metaphor here where there shouldn't be one, but I'm going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something about Jesus pursuing us with the, with the pastor, with the priest, bringing the monstrance to every team. Like, dude, like it was up close, like inches from your face. Exactly. Inches. That's crazy. And it's like, wow, like that is how close Jesus wants to be to us. He wants to come inches from our face. Um, <laughs> that was my alarm to pray. If you heard that, <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was powerful. Definitely. What about you? So, What's um, a highlight from your, your week highlight from this week. I actually moved, I moved into a new place. That's right. Um, so I moved to Santa Clara. I was living in South San Jose. I'm now living with my brother. Um, how was the move process? The move was, I mean, it was just long. Mm. I feel like I'm still recovering. So funny thing about my new place. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be ghosts. Oh, so like kind of funny, kind of not because I get scared really easily. What makes you say that there's a ghost? So I we live in the back house. Um, there's a main house. There's three room, three roommates there. There's two myself and my brother in the back house. Mm-hmm. And when I moved in, I asked the roommates who currently live there. I was like, so is there anything I should know? Is there anything I should know about this place? And like, well, there are sounds. That's not exactly what you would want to hear. No, it's not. There are sounds. There okay. are sounds. And I was like, dude, what do you mean? He's like, nah, I'm just playing. It's an old house. There's creeks. I was like, <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, okay. 
And then my first night there. Oh no! <laughs> my first Some night. Paranormal. No, stop! I have stuff. to go back there tonight. Oh, I mean, it's just angels. <laughs> angels, angels. <laughs> we have heard on high. Uh, <laughs> no, my first night. Um, so my brother's a light sleeper, and my mm-hmm. the light from my room was leaking into his. I don't know. He was mad, and it was like this whisper right in my left ear that was like the light. And I thought, okay, I thought it could be my brother. could be my brother. And I didn't, like, I didn't ask him, and I still haven't asked him. But it was one of those things where I was, like, facing the right and, and had to, like, whip around to my left because it was, like, right in my ear. Very clear. As if someone was in my ear. And, like, Bye. immediately, I immediately blessed myself, said Hail Marys, like, was terrified. I was, like, it was, and it sounded mad. It sounded mad. I was, like, the light. And I was, like dude what is going on this is not okay um but i i got holy water mm-hmm. <laughs> i got holy water the house is built in 1900 oh, okay so it's an old house there is a possibility that you know some spirits not necessarily like you know angry ones but like also they could be um might be there <laughs> that's crazy dude. um so yeah i'm gonna you know sprinkle some holy water and then if push comes to shove we'll definitely be calling a priest okay Father Gary Thomas. Father Gary Thomas, yo, hit me up, dude. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast. Father Gary Thomas, we would love to have you as a guest. <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I can't say for sure that it was something, um, but it was, it just, you know, this is a highlight, maybe a low light. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I guess we'll keep listening to the next podcast to follow up on. Follow up on Honest Ghosts ghost. in Her House <laughs> next exactly. time. On Modern Day Disciples. <laughs> Um, okay, Kev, would you like to open us in prayer? I would love to open us in prayer. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's start as we always do in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and Lord and kindle them the fire of your love. Lord, send forth your spirit and you shall renew the face of the earth. Lord God, thank you so much for this beautiful week that we've had. Thank you so much for the relationships and the memories we've made this past week. We ask you, Lord, to continue to bless us um, here in this room as well as bless the listeners. Um, We ask you especially, Lord, to bless our guest for this week, um, that through his ministry, that through his charisms of music, um, he may continue to spread your love, spread your message of undying undying love, Lord. Um, We ask you to continue to bless all of us as we continue our ministries, and especially today, Lord, as we remember... Um, St. Therese of Lisieux on her feast day. Um, may she remind us to set an example. May she set ex- an example for us, Lord, um, that our actions won't be judged by their greatness, they won't be judged by their difficulty, but they'll be judged by how much love we put in while doing them. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Drop that beat, though. And we're at episode three. Dude, that intro though. I know. Okay, we got to do a shout out for that intro. Got to um, shout out Hui. Yeah, so Hui Bui or Shabui as he's known um, on Spotify, on Spotify uh, was very gracious enough to to allow us to use his song for our theme. Um, so thank you Hui for, for allowing us. And it's a do, banger. It, it's a banger it. though. <laughs> 
We love it so much. <laughs> I almost want to play it again, but I know people are like, dude, stop, chill. They'll just, they can hear it the next. Or yeah, just, just rewind, rewind 15 seconds, guys, if you want to hear that again. Yeah, so we have a guest this a week. A very special guest. We have here the one, <laughs> the, the only, only, Mr. John Edward Man- Monongdo. <laughs> <laughs> Was that right, Edward? That is correct. That's that correct. is my real name. Dude, yeah. you sound like a legend. Even your name is just like a powerful name. Oh. J-E-M. Gem. Gem. He's gem. a freaking gem. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're making John uncomfortable already. <laughs> I know. He's just like, why did I sign up for this? Why did I say yes? Exactly. <laughs> so, John, would you like to introduce yourself, where you work at, what's your official title, how long you've done ministry? Give us a little intro into who you are. Well, hello, everyone. My name is John Manongdo. I am the youth minister at St. Joseph um, Old Mission San Jose in Fremont. So I'm part of the Oakland Diocese. Oakland Whoa. Diocese. Do, do we just go beyond the Diocese of San Jose? <laughs> Third I, episode and you've already gone beyond your your boundaries. Whoa, dude, global. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just beyond beyond the South Bay. So Yeah, for those that don't know the Diocese of San Jose very well, um, Fremont is just beyond the boundaries of the Diocese of San Jose. Well, not even all of Fremont, right? No? or No, yeah. we are in the... We're in Oakland. Yeah, we're, we're, in in, Oakland. we're in Alameda County, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm originally from Lapidus mm-hmm. uh, and grew up there, and so I've been in the Diocese of San Jose my whole life. Still live in in the South Bay, so... Okay, I but still, serving in the Diocese. Yeah, serving... You know, employed full time here at St. Joseph. Okay, um, so how long have you been here? Since 2008. Whoa, wow. eleven. So eleven years. But before that, I was at four years. Four years at St. John the Baptist, where I actually grew up. Oh. Shout out to Ruben, who is the youth minister over there. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Shout SJB out to and all the Filipinos who are chilling. <laughs> before I go on, though, I, I kind of want to say I've, I've, I I want to say how honored and humbled I am that you asked me to be your second guest on this on your show are you serious yeah absolutely I think this is a great thing you guys are doing dude and I I know I know people out there really are really enjoying it so congratulations and um how important to have something like this oh man dude that means a lot (laughs) that makes me like emotional it really does actually a few uh years ago Mm. we, we decided to do this thing where we had a retreat for parents um especially those in faith formation and youth ministry at my parish. Mm. And they were always, we were, as a, as a team, we were trying to think about what, what's a good topic to teach for parents. And parents, of course, I don't know how, I don't know how, um, how, how they take the whole idea of being the first teachers of the faith, if they really take that seriously. Um, yeah. I guess if you see in terms, terms of church numbers, that's something they don't take seriously. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we talked about is how to share your story. Mm. And I think that's a problem that we have across the board in terms of the faith, how to share that. And um, there's so many people out there that are saying that so many people are telling the story of the Catholic Church yeah. that just isn't true. So kudos, kudos to you guys for putting this together and uh, allowing people to share stories. Thank you so much. Dude, that means, that means the so world. much. Yeah. It really does. What that actually reminded me of was that um, one of the things that I heard this past week after releasing the first few episodes is that... Um, Actually, one of your old youth in youth ministry, her name's Alexa, mm-hmm. Alexa Kempis, but now Zapata. Um, 
Shout out to Lexi Poopy. <laughs> that's her. That's her handle. She's actually Jenny Rose, one of our um, one of our producers. She's her cousin, and so Jenny was telling me that um, Alexa. Shout out to Alexa. Hi Alexa. You're listening. <laughs> Hi. Does we, she listen? Yes. How about Ariana? Does she listen too? So I'd love to. I mean, do you want to say hi to them? You want to shout Hello. out any of the people? <laughs> Hello, campuses or Bukat and Zapata. Zapata. Um, so what what Jenny was sharing with me is that Alexa. Um, texted Jenny about how she was listening to the podcast and so she just sounded very very excited very intrigued I think that's what Jenny was telling me and what what really got to me the most was that what Alexa did was she asked Jenny what her encounter story was mm. and they were very close cousins mm-hmm. right they, they grew up together but it was crazy that they never knew their encounter stories and so that I think that's that just serves like as a lot of inspiration to me because this is what we wanted this podcast to do. We wanted, we wanted to, to ignite those conversations between people, to have people not be afraid to ask each other, man, I, I've known you for a long time. I've served with you for a long time, but what's your first, like, what's your encounter story? You know what I mean? So that was very, um, that was one of the biggest highlights of the feedback from this podcast. And that's what you just reminded me of. So, well, I hope you. and pray that you see ripples and ripples and ripples of, of that happening or hearing other people's stories because of that, of yeah. this. Yeah. And we're just like, so thankful, so thankful that the spirit is moving through us and through this podcast. I mean, it really, it's funny. I was telling Kevin about this is that when someone tells me that they listen to the podcast, my reaction every time is surprised. I'm like, really? Like you, <laughs> you did. And they're like, yeah. Like, don't you want us to? I was like, I mean, yeah, but it's weird. Like, it's weird that people want to tune in. It's, and that's the thing. It's stories, stories connect stories are how i don't know people get to know christ and the fact that it's ignited people sharing their stories with one another is is a grace of god for real for real though um today i actually shared something on my instagram call it up what's your instagram yeah let's plug you right now (laughs) you guys can follow john monongdo at illustrato with an eight instead of an a so So it's i l l u s t r eight d o Oh yeah, follow yes, John, John, guys. Um, but I actually posted on my youth ministry, um, Instagram, and it's I posted a picture of my uh, my core team this year, and then it has a pope from Paul, the sixth, Pope mm-hmm. Paul the sixth, and it says, "Modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers, Ooh. and if he does listen to teachers, it is because they are witnesses." Oh, so I think that yo that. That really is what we need to get back to. Pope uh, Paul VI said that. That's right. Wow. It's beautiful. Because I think as teachers, as teachers, as youth ministers, I think we can speak into this. Sometimes we get in the way. Mm-hmm. And when we step back and we're just witnesses to the faith instead of trying to, I don't know, shove a Bible down people's throats, that's what, that's what's, that's what connects more. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's most effective when you can make a connection on a human level as opposed to an academic level. Mm. Not a human. Ooh, dude. Oh. You know what? That that just what you just said reminded me of um the homily from our pastor Father Matt this morning. And he said that Pope Paul the Sixth, he said, It is wrong, wrong to impose the Bible onto people. But it is always right to propose to people the truth that we have come to know. Whoa. Isn't that wild? So I think okay, one more time, one more time for the people in the back. So it is wrong, absolutely wrong to impose the Bible on people. 
impose, but it is always right to propose the truth that we have come to know. Dude, if you guys want to tweet that out and then hashtag MDD podcast, I'd love to see it. I'll retweet it. So let's let's talk about why we have John here. One, well, one of the reasons we have him for many reasons. Um, this is our first praise and worship Sunday. It is a praise and worship Sunday. And praise and worship Sundays. Um, Kev had this idea. Mm-hmm. Is we bring on a music minister. Um, they share some originals, perhaps share their inspiration for the songs. Um, so you guys are in for a treat this week. We're going to hear a few songs from John himself. So turn up those radios in your car if you're listening Blast to this in Blast this ish oh, as man. hard as you can. Um, would you mind if we just kick it off with the song before we get into everything? Do you want to explain the song before you? Sure. Or oh. after. It's up to or you. Or after. Whatever um, you want to do. <laughs> no, I, I really... To me, music is, you know, the story is just as important as this, the, uh, the song. So... Mm. Um, if whenever I can share the story, it gives better context to what the song is. So yeah, Amen. let's do it. Feel free, share the story, share the song, whatever you whatever you want to do first. Uh, also, are there any requests? Anyone in the room? Oh, one of our audience members. <laughs> there is no one else in the room. We don't have an audience. <laughs> we we maybe. I, I oh. want I want the spirit to lead you in whatever songs you choose. Okay, um, so I thought about some of the songs that I could share with you today, because Kevin said that I can share about two to three, seven. Yeah, seven, okay. seven songs. This this podcast episode is gonna be an hour and a half, guys. It's just filled with music. <laughs> just buckle up. <laughs> Get ready for this <laughs> for the ride of your life. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna share a song called um, "What's the Name of It." Uh, we lay it all down. Hmm. Would you like yeah. to share your inspiration? No one first, really knows or? this song. I mean, I probably I yeah, I don't probably, think I've ever heard this. I played at my parish, um, but I've never really publicly played this outside of it. Um, oh, so th- are we getting an exclusive? exclusive. I guess you can call it that. Yeah. Whoa! Wow. Thank you for honoring us. Um, I I wrote this song in light of uh, the scripture passage of um, Mary and Martha. And when Jesus uh, went to go visit them, of course, Mary and Martha are the sisters of Lazarus. So he went to them and he uh, just wanted to kick it. And um, Mary decided to be the one that sits at the feet of Jesus. Jesus just chilling, right? And she decides to sit. Then Martha's in the kitchen preparing everything because, holy cow, I mean, holy Jesus, um, Jesus is in our our living room right yeah. and so she's she gets all busy and preparing the food making sure everything is right everything's in place and she gets upset because um mary's not doing anything right there's a little uh, jealousy there and um and envy and which you know things that should not take over us especially in the presence of our lord um so she basically complains to jesus and says i'm doing everything and Mary's just sitting here, and then Jesus kind of flips it. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, recognizing the hard work that she does, which is noble in and of itself, um, he basically tells her Mary's doing the right thing in the fact that she is giving her attention and her time um, to to the guest, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think it's it's a lesson... I. I wrote it because it's a lesson to myself about being busy, 
just because I'm busy doesn't mean I'm doing great things. Mm. Oh yeah. So this is a uh, this is a song of surrender, and and really when I wrote it, it's I thought about myself uh, uh, sitting at the foot of Jesus, um, physically, Jesus in front of me, but also in front of the monstrance. So this is a song of adoration for me. Oh, I'm excited to hear it. beautiful dude it really is a song about surrender like it's total surrender i felt so much peace like just listening to that that was great thank you for i actually think that's i it's not that i actually think it i I know that uh that's really what worship is about 
Mm. Actually, that's the only thing that you really need. You don't need a guitar. You don't need a good voice. You don't need a piano. Mm. You just need a spirit of surrender. So even even uh, even there might be times when I don't think I have the greatest or not in the greatest mood or whatever or mm-hmm. can give my very best. If I surrender it, I know that that lifestyle is what is what's called from us, and that is to surrender to the Spirit, to God's will, to to just imagining Jesus at your feet or being at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. And is that what praise and worship means to you? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that there's so many things that people think they have an idea of what it is, mm-hmm. and they think it's, oh, it's music. It's music time. Yeah. Like whenever I go on retreat and you know, praise, worship, praise time. and worship time, yeah. Uh, John Kellett will get on the drums, Robbie get in keys. Yeah. Um, How will get on the bass. You know, it's mm-hmm. time to praise and worship. Uh, Jenny will get on a mic. <laughs> um, but it's it's more than just that. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the worship's the the slow part. You know, the the moving. Let's sing oceans, right? Mm-hmm. And people say the praise part. It's like, oh, let's jump up and down and like. Do this is amazing grace, or yeah. or stand by me, which is a great song. Yeah, shout um, out to John Kellett. Yeah, shout out to John Kellett. That's awesome, my boy. Um, but really, it's it's more than just music. It's it's a lifestyle of how how are you with God? You know, are you in a in a spirit of surrender? Yeah. Wow. Whoa, dude! I like. I almost feel like I'm weak from just like how moved i am like do you ever like this i don't know i was i feel like that song put me in such a prayerful space that like i could like fall asleep right now because i'm so at peace yeah definitely what what makes you not want to publicize that song as much as your other you know classics i guess uh, i don't don't, actually don't know if it's ready okay right uh i think with songwriting you 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 tend to uh my wife always laughs at me when I say this, but mm-hmm. um, you you want to see if it has legs or you want to give it legs yeah. in terms of music. I know some people can't imagine that, but you want to see if the the song really like stands up, like if people will actually sing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the most important thing for me is if whether or not the the, the congregation will sing it in, in a corporate kind of way. If it's easy to follow, if it's yeah, interesting. So I don't know if it's ready. Like I don't even know if. Even sounded good. Uh, I, everyone here is nodding their if heads. It even sounded good, he said. <laughs> All of us are like, "Oh man, I sound, I feel weak. Oh my gosh, I'm like trembling. I don't know if it sounded good." <laughs> um, and I think yeah. our listeners, dude, you guys, go comment on our latest Instagram post. What you thought of John's song? Just let us know. Yeah. Let us know. And then go spam his Instagram. Let him know. <laughs> and then the other thing is that everyone just like they want to hear the other songs that. I've heard I've, I've played before of course so, which is understandable yeah yeah so for your songwriting process do you what is your process do you read scripture do you where do you draw your inspiration from for a song or does it kind of come naturally at you um it's different it's different every time so but I most of the time like I'll sit at a piano and I'll punch out some chords mm-hmm. and then I'll just start riffing and then I'll just spirit will like inspire me with words or or take my hands where they should go you know? oh. oh there's a reference right there <laughs> i was like is that your segue <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um do you are you 
So you play guitar, obviously, and then you just mentioned you play piano. Do you play anything else? I started on the piano. Piano is your first instrument. Yeah, because I am from this island uh, in the Pacific. (laughs) My family's from this island in the Pacific where... (laughs) Where we are encouraged to play musical instruments, and so my what, mom. What island is this? Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Some archipelago with seven thousand islands. Mm. Um, but just like any any kid who might go to St. John's, um, <laughs> uh, we are all supposed to play the piano. So my mom taught, or she got lessons for all of us. So that was my first instrument. Wow. Were you very? You know, were you very good with practicing? Or were no, you... I was terrible. <laughs> terrible. I was it was terrible. a chore. Did you play piano? I did. I, I, I started when I was seven, and I played for 11 years. But within so those 11 years... So you should be years, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 should be uh, is the key phrase there. Yeah. I, 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 th- I wish... Now that I'm older, I wish that I took um, the lessons more seriously. I guess right? the practicing more seriously. Because in the moment, as a kid, I'm like... What am I gonna use this for? What blah blah blah? But I never know. I never knew that God would want me to use it to help lead people wor- in worship. You know, whether that's just playing for daily mass or or filling in for like something small. Like I'm not the best player in the world, but I can make by with some good chord sheets. <laughs> um, but yeah, see, this is why I think it's very um, imperative that the initiative that Robbie and Sandra are doing with the diocese is mm-hmm. is is uh, that it successful because it will inspire other people to be like hey i can do that too and like hey i shouldn't squander this gift that my mom is buying for me you know mm-hmm. lessons like i want to be the next kevin bernaga i want to be the next robbie ocampo oh. i want to play drums like john kellett oh that i've, I've said that before <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully like generations will see this whole create creative deals with these this creative things that he's putting together yeah so i mean just quick plug, plug. yeah um it's called custodians of beauty i don't know if that's maybe this is the first one that it's custodians called. custodians of beauty I it's believe. gonna it's gonna be a creative collective so if you do music photography videography Poetry, graphic design anything like that any sort of creative outlet um they're having an it, event it really is storytelling it is yeah. it really so is. their first event actually um is tomorrow monday october 7th um it's at um oh, saint elizabeth yeah. saint, it's at saint elizabeth by one of our producers to confirm that to confirm this um, I, I know it's monday because i can't make it so the 7th and this is held by the diocese of san jose office of youth and young adults so robbie who we mentioned before ocampo is the associate director of youth and young adults and sandra torres is um the new newly appointed um director of youth and young adults for the diocese of san jose yeah so if you are creatively talented in any way that we we mentioned um please attend this event um please just yeah see use your use your gifts use your talents to to lead others to christ i mean what a what a beautiful gift that is to be able to do so. Is it a young adult event? Or is said it it's f- open to everyone. Yeah, it's open, yeah. To open to everyone. Ages. Very well. Yeah. So anyone, anyone and everyone. Yeah, we'll we'll plug it. Um, we'll plug it in the description, the actual like address and everything, so you guys can attend if you want to. Awesome. Um, yeah. No, I wanna I wanna hear a little bit about John's story. I wanna hear your your encounter with Christ, how you came to know Jesus, how you came to the faith. Um, we don't have to go into a lot of detail because, of course, we do want to hear more of your songs. But maybe a pivotal moment in in your faith journey that 
changed. I think well, maybe was it ooh, was it Robbie that said like the before Christ BC BC kind of that mo- that encounter that first encounter and um and how it inspired you to to live out your faith to continue your faith and be Catholic in today's day and age you know yeah Why who, are you who was the before Christ John, John Monogdo yeah and like. So I don't actually remember the before Christ John Monongdo. Really? Tell yeah. us about that. What, what I, does I that think mean? that's a common story actually with most Catholics mm-hmm. that um, they don't remember that 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 life prior to. Christ. In the same, it's in the same vein as that we don't really remember our baptisms, even though we should. Mm-hmm. Right? Even I, I know you know your baptismal date. You yeah, just we, saw it. I see. I listened to the podcast. <laughs> ah, he listens to the podcast. That was episode one, guys. That's right. If you haven't listened, you should. Um, but. To my point, it's uh, I can't remember that. I mean, I think since the beginning of my time here on earth, I've always remembered that I was part of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born into it, of course, cradle Catholic. I don't know whether or not to be to like that that uh, that phrase. Yeah, why not? Uh, I think that there's whenever it's said, it's kind of like, oh, okay, cradle Catholic. Mm. It's kind of a shame, right? Mm. Um. But, um, but I think we should be pr- also proud of the fact that we're cradle Catholics. That our parents decided for us that this faith is a beautiful thing for which f- we should explore. Right? Yeah. Um, I can tell you this a little tidbit that I actually grew up in two churches. Really? Yeah, I grew up uh, half Catholic, half Protestant. Oh, I didn't Dude, know that. Dude, this is news. Yeah. Wait, what is it? How did you? Yeah. What? Dude, how, how did you? So get my father, a super ca- what? Is he, how, who, super Christian, <laughs> <laughs> two denominations. So my father, um, his family, um, they're they're uh, Pentecostals. Part of them are Meth- Methodists, um, Evangelicals, and in fact, they're very strong in their faith. I mean, I I love that side of the family, and uh, I just I admire how strong they are in their faith, and they all serve in church they do music in church they come from a very musical family um and they they really wear their faith on their sleeve Mm. um and so i actually grew up in that uh, environment Uh, and my mom was very strong in her catholic faith at the same time so when it came time to an age and they lived up in san francisco so it was actually kind of difficult for us to go every week to their service Mm -hmm. um and i was very young um and so, but when the time came to to really, you know, get our sacraments, and this is the beauty of the church and the mm. fact that we have these sacraments that are are not—I don't like to call them milestones. I like to call them touchstones, um, because they 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 guide us on the journey to Christ, not just in the moment of the sacrament, but ongoing in our life, even to our our pending death. You know, mm. that is a. These touchstones are, are kind of what was a saving grace in terms of my Catholicism or my Catholic Christianity, mm-hmm. as I should say. Um, so I guess the time came for sacraments, right? So I got my first communion. I was baptized, always baptized in the church, mm-hmm. uh, and my sisters were as well. Um, my dad's even baptized uh, oh. in the Catholic Church. His, his whole, uh, all the siblings were, but you know they went the way of the Protestant side, and and so. I think it was through the grace of the sacraments that I really found roots here in the Catholic Church, and um, and you know, and just like any other Catholic, I learned about the sacraments. I learned about Jesus and the Blessed Mother and everything, and I had a relationship 
with Christ, with uh, actually, it was really hard for me to say Jesus for a long time. Really? Yeah. So, because I always pictured God as a father, mm-hmm. um, and I had a great relationship with the Holy Spirit, but something about you know the name Jesus was just difficult because I always, I always uh, kind of uh, related that to, to uh, the Protestant side of of my journey, right? Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, you know, growing up, a lot of people would say that Catholics weren't Christians, and that kind of offended me, right? So uh, it wasn't until later on. So I knew all about this stuff, but just like any Catholic, I kind of took it for granted. Um, still went to church, went to mass. I grew up as a church mouse. I, a church mouse. I've yeah. never heard that. What's oh, a church mouse? An old priest friend of mine who's now who's now gone uh, to heaven. He he used to just call me a church mouse and. In a way, he just wanted it to indict me because he'd always be like, you just want to be the quiet one in the corner playing your piano or or just uh, serving quietly. Mm. And he just wanted to light a fire underneath me, so he called me a church mouse. Mm. Um, and I kind of agreed with him, like, yeah, it's time for me to stop being a church mouse. Wow. Um, so but I grew up there at St. John's in Milpitas, a 5.30 choir on a Saturday, 11 o'clock choir eventually on Sunday, moving up, yeah. Uh, and then 12.30 choir, and that's where I spent most of my teen years, and I started serving on different court teams and stuff for confirmation and such. And, and um, that's that's when I was really solid. But I think faith journeys, um, or at least conversions, aren't just, um, they're not static. You know, mm. There's something that continues. I think conversion happens and happens and happens, and it keeps happening. Um, and it needs to be something that we are mindful of, you know, our moments of conversion and sharing those stories. So uh, another moment of conversion, which I think is probably a very important piece, is when I um, when I started dating my wife. Really? Or my girlfriend at the Your time. Your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, she was she went to this, another parish. She went to SMG. Shout out to SMG. Samira Gretti. Hey. Steve Doe, Charlene Doe, Veronica mm-hmm. Hernandez, all those folks at SMG. My wife served there. And I, uh, I actually first met. I actually first saw her. We have time for the story, by the way. Yeah, no, let's Continue. dive in. It's a good story, actually. Um, I first saw my wife at uh, the the diocese had this really huge confirmation mass. Jenny, you remember that? Huh? <laughs> a really big confirmation for for every. For, it was all the confirmations together. Yes, it was. Oh, at, what? It was at the SAP Center. Or the Shark Tank. What? They got That's... confirmed at SAP Center? Yeah. That's wild. Wow. So it was like the 20th anniversary of the diocese or 25th. Uh, so they decided to have all the confirmations come together at the SAP Center and have have uh, confirmation there. And so the bishop was there. Um, there must have been like all of church leadership for the diocese of San Jose was there. Was that still Bishop PJ? Yes. So it was like at the beginning of his... Of his uh, tenure with the TSJ, so so I I was there. I was serving, and then I saw this beautiful lady on the jumbotron. Oh, and and I was like, wow, that she's blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Look how the Lord God has blessed her. (laughs) Beautiful voice. She sang in Spanish, so I thought she was um, Latina. Yes. Um, so I, I tried to muster enough courage at the end of the event. The, end, the event was huge, so it went on for a few hours. And then uh, 
There was also a rally around it too. So just imagine like a youth rally with a big S- mask. With the confirmation Center. attached? Yo, wild. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Love awesome. That. I'm sure it was expensive too. I bet. Um, SAP, so, yep. <laughs> so I tried to muster enough courage to go up to her and talk to her, but it was to no avail. And so the next, I did the next best thing, which was find out where she sang and start going to mass there. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> not creepy. <laughs> it's not creepy. It's just Catholic. Yeah, yeah. I needed a place to worship. Yeah, there you go. He's devoting his life to the sacraments. Come on, guys. And then I, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, kind of in, uh, injecting myself into the community and like serving in certain ways, serving on their retreats and such. And, uh, then I found that they were having a talent show, so I did what I knew what I did what I knew I could do. What I knew I could do, which was uh, write a song and then ask this beautiful lady to sing it with me. Oh and, my uh, gosh! So she did. Um, she sang it with me, and then uh, after one of the rehearsals, before the actual performance, I uh, asked her out uh, just to thank her, and then. Um, it was the worst date ever. It was the worst date yeah, ever. Wait, worst what? That's date a plot ever. twist. I know. I was just like, oh, oh. Uh, I know. Oh. This is why I was like, hard ice fairy tale. Oh. This is why the story gets better. Um, <laughs> you know, there's trials. You know, we, go, we go through trials, and we can't always think that it's going to be, you know, roses every time. <laughs> I took her out on a date, and I um, it was a really bad date. And then I think she realized that she didn't like me. What made it a bad day? Oh, we talked about all the things that you shouldn't talk about. Okay. Which was politics. Oh. Uh, even I thought religion was a uh, was safe because we're the same faith, right? Yeah. Now there are different flavors of of Catholicism. I'm sure you know. Yeah, oh. definitely. Um, Interesting. Part of the journey is trying to find that same plane, right? Mm. Same flavor. And so, <laughs> so uh, it was really bad, and, and afterwards. Uh, I kept trying to like take her out and stuff, but she was not having any of it. Eventually, we sang the song at the uh, talent show, and then it was all good. And she didn't, she didn't like me, and so I decided to give up. And um, so when I decided to give up, maybe a week later, she asked me out. Oh, yeah. What, what changed? What, yeah, for what, her? what switched? I don't know. Women are, are complex. Yo, like that. dude, can you can we call up? <laughs> Can we call up your wife and bring her on the podcast right now? Ask her what changed. I, I don't think she'll know what. Yeah, I don't know. The spirit just moving, I guess. So she invited me to this thing and, and we went and we went on a good date and she saw me in a different light and she saw me as someone who she could spend the rest of her life with. Oh. And then eventually, uh, four or five years after we got together, I asked her to marry me. And then at our wedding, we sang the song that I wrote. Stop! (laughs) I'm dying. That's so cute. I'm like, I'm like actually tearing up right now. (laughs) That's adorable. What what song? May I ask what song it is? It's a song called "Here I Stand." Here I stand. Yeah, we don't, we don't. I don't sing it anymore. Wow. It's reserved for you and your wife. Yeah, I've sang. We've sang it together at at a few weddings, but I think. We've just we don't sing anymore because that's just our song. Is it a romantic song? Is it? A it's crazy? a song about Christ. Mm, so it is a romantic song. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> wow. And eventually, it it transformed into a real wedding song. Mm. So in the end, it's about standing together with 
standing together in front of Christ at the table to declare our vow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, thank you for sharing that story. And I think that relationship has brought me closer to Christ. It it has added to my conversion story. Mm. And I, I think we, I think in marriage or in relationships, we should always think about that too. How is my partner helping me, you know, helping to bring me closer to Christ? Yeah. How am I helping her? Wow. That's certainly part of the story. Definitely. Shout out to your wife. I know. Isa, I love you. Mm. Oh. Replay that. Replay that and replay that so you know that I love you. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. Um, would you like to share another song? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what song to sing. I know Mold Me Lord was requested. It was requested. Can I have someone else sing it for uh, me? Definitely. You could have someone else sing it for you. In the audience, we have uh, Mr. John Kellett. So John Kellett's going to hop in here. Mold me, Lord. Hold me in your hands. Mold me, Lord. Help me to understand. That you casted me in love And formed me for your will Hold me, Lord Hold me in your hands You are the potter And I am the clay Lord, I surrender, for I know you'll make a way. Hold me, Lord, and hold me in your hands. Hold me, Lord, hold me in your hands. To understand that you casted me in love and formed me for your will. Hold me, Lord, and hold me in your hand. You are the potter. I am the clay Lord, I surrender For I know you'll make a way Mold me, Lord And hold me in your hand Hold me in your hand John Kellett for singing on that one. That's beautiful. What is the story behind that one? John, Robbie, and I um, got together um, to write, mm-hmm. and we've for some time at back then we were trying to really figure out our writing styles or how to write together. 
um, and try to mesh it. I, don't, I still don't think we, I don't, I don't, still don't, I still don't think we have that right kind of chemistry just yet. But at that particular time, uh, we were just together, and then Robbie brought up the idea of uh, the Potter, of, mm. of God being the Potter, mm. um, and uh, and so we came up with these lyrics, but we did nothing with them on that particular day. And so, um, you know, like any good songwriter, you, you write down everything. Of course. So I had these these lyrics, and I think I've been playing with that chord progression for a while, and, and I just put the words to music. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's that's awesome. That I feel so blessed that we get to share in your music. Definitely. Like, I mean. Thank you. And the fact that we have John Kelly coming in and singing too. I know, a future guest already here. Yeah, oh actually though. Goodness. Peep the next Praise and Worship Sunday, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean to spoil the guest for you, but <laughs> um, we we met up before to kind of see like what we wanted to ask you, see what questions we have. And they were all saying that they kind of know your story a little bit. And I was like, I, I don't feel like I know John's story that well. Um, and one question that came to mind, because I know sometimes in my own ministry, I can feel a little insecure about my talents. Like, am, am, I, am I fit for this? Am I made for this? Is, mm -hmm. is God using me? Because I feel so inadequate, Yeah. to be completely honest. I feel so inadequate yeah. so much of the time. Do you ever feel insecure in, in, in your in your ministry or, or your music and how do you how do you reconcile that how do you wrestle with that that's a great question because i think it's uh something that i think about a lot mm. and i think you should think about that a lot mm. um how do you reconcile your insecurities with what you're called to do um it's a difficult thing it's hard I and mean, i don't have the answer to that i just i think sometimes you have to think that the work is abundant and the laborers are few and if you have this gift you just you have to use it mm. and it's not meant to be easy you know i wish you could i wish i can go up in front of fifty thousand people and, and pre preach the gospel with my guitar you know but um first of all i'm a person of great fear and i'll talk about later talk about that later with the uh, beautiful lord if we end up doing that song but um, I mean, I think we have we to have do to. that song. <laughs> I feel like if people see your name on this podcast and they, and they don't, don't hear, hear that, that song, we're, we're going to get some riots <laughs> happening. But I, I think that is part of the way I, how I reconcile it is I actually use the craft to, to um, make peace with my own insecurity and say that it's okay. It's okay to uh, not be perfect. It's okay to, um, um, you know, Mother Teresa is a big person in my life that I really look towards and she there's a quote from her that says um um some to the something to the effect of god doesn't call us to be perfect he just calls us to try and he just calls us to try and so okay can you can you repeat that one more time for the people in the back i know i'm saying it wrong <laughs> oh no i mean you guys tweet it tweet it at us mdd podcast hashtag mdd podcast i will retweet it <laughs> but it, it is to that effect god doesn't call us to be successful that's it he calls us to try. Um, and he certainly gives us all the faculties in our life to, to, to be, to accomplish that. Um, but I think God just wants our heart yeah. more than anything. And, and to think about that, to pray about that mm -hmm. helps in, helps us. God does not require that we be successful, only that we be faithful. 
That's even better. Wow. That's um, the quote. Yeah, that's the quote. I love it, um, And so if you're faithful to that, I think, you know, all your insecurities, I, I wish I could say all your insecurities will be washed away, but mm-hmm. maybe in that brief moment when you're called to use your gifts, yeah, that is the strength and the grace that God gives you. Amen. Yeah. I also think that we don't, we need to stop looking and comparing ourselves to other people that, mm. that I mean, everyone has different talents, you know, everyone's yeah. different, everyone's good at different things. And instead of comparing yourself, like saying, I'm, I'm not as great as a drummer as John Kellett, right? Um, but it's like, it's it's we're not meant to be doing this alone we're not not one person isn't meant to be the best at everything we're all together supposed you know not to high school musical it but we're all in this together right i i think that's great and i think there's something to be said about like it it reminds me of that we are all one body in christ yeah absolutely and some of us are meant to be the hands some of us are meant to be the feet some of us are meant to be the heart some of us meant to be the brains the head like we are called to serve period at the end of the day we are called to serve and whatever charisms, whatever talents we've been blessed with, like, even if it makes us nervous, even if it makes us shake and, and be fearful and doubtful. And that's what, in that first song, that's what spoke to me is like, mm. I mean, maybe you can give me the exact lyrics, but it's something about like, in my fears and in my doubts, something about peace. Like, do you, do you know which part? I was like, maybe the first Trade verse. all my fear and my doubt for your peace. Oh mm. my gosh. Trade all my fear and my doubt for your peace. And I think, I don't know, we get so caught up in our in our own lives and something that the speaker um vice president of life teen steve, steve. yes um said is like we want to control our lives we want that purple crayon we want it okay this is how i envision my life this is my dreams but it takes faith to hand over that purple crayon crayon to god and be like no no, no you draw my life you draw what you envision for me and i will follow like oof. complete surrender complete surrender back to what you were saying like that's that's praise and worship yeah man i i'm convicted through these podcasts like i know i hope i hope it's reaching you guys the listeners but know that like my own faith life is being changed through through listening to your guys' stories same here same here but i do think that's important yeah to you know feed yourself in that way you know um and I think that also gives you the, the fuel and the strength to keep going because you just, you remind in, in, in the work of witnessing to other people, you witness to your own heart and your own faith and you need to be built up in order to share that. Amen. To, uh, the mission is to know Christ and to make him known. And, and it's just, it's, yeah, it's important to, uh, to for yourself to be ready for that prepared prepared (laughs) (laughs) um so i have a a question who are who are your musical inspirations oh i knew this question was coming whether it be secular or non-secular like um who inspires you uh i love matt marr i think everyone loves matt marr shout out to the og lord i need you classic christ is risen spanish version no. Oh, so good. There's a new Spanish version of Florida Need You? Yes. Did he okay. sing it? Yes. Matt Marr sings in Spanish? Wow. With a, a, a guest singer. It's fantastic. Wow. Um, Robbie Ocampo is one of my heroes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Shout he, out to the other OG. <laughs> hopefully he gets on the pod. Yeah. We'd love definitely. to have him. Robbie Ocampo come He's, through. Um, Jesse Manabusin 
was always a great influence on me, and he's become a really good friend of mine. Mm. Um, I'll probably send him this podcast so he can hear it. Hopefully, he can oh, show up on your pod. Oh, he's in da- based in Daly City, right? He is. So he's pretty close. I'd love to. We'd love to have you. I Jesse. love. I love Jess because he is not just a, a a great musician, but he is someone that is fearless in 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 sharing the faith, mm. and he's funny. Yes, and he's he's able to um, interact with a crowd in ways that I wish I could. Mm-hmm. So I always look to him as a, as a hero. Wow, he's a good songwriter too. Great songwriter. Yeah, beautiful song, classic songs. Uh, and then other people I like. Do you guys know who Mark Broussard is? Mark Broussard, no, no. Oh, great soul singer from Louisiana. Um, just just love how he he uh, he takes his craft and just. He's unafraid, basically, and um, I then I also love like John Mayer and Jason Mraz. Of course, yeah, awesome. So, is your songwriting based off of a specific artist, a specific style that you listen to, or it's kind of just? Yeah, I no, I don't the flow. No, yeah, okay. The answer like no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah. no, it's yeah. not based on yeah, no, because definitely I, yeah. because I know there's some musicians that you know they when they write songs they they have a heavy influence off of like Hillsong or um, right. yeah, so I like I, I like Tom Lynn, okay, um, and I think I shared a story of me writing uh, a song called or me writing a song called Holy Are You that was kind of based on one of his songs, um, but that's I don't try to write in his vein, but I do love how he writes and. It's it's simple for a congregation to sing. So, mm. um, but yeah, I don't try to emulate him. Awesome. So I have another question. Um, why? I mean, you're you're the youth minister here at Saint Joseph's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you also do music ministry. Why music ministry? Why youth ministry? Why that over? I don't know other ways that you could serve. Um, I think it is the charism that that God has written on my heart. I mean, I mean, I wish I could do other things. I wish I could be, um, you know, someone who is as amiable as Roel David. You know, people love Ro because of his personality. And, you know, we don't have the same charisms, you know. God didn't write that on my heart. So, so um, music ministry is just the way, the things that I've known. And um, I, I kind of, I'm not saying I'm the best musician, but proficient enough mm. to be able to share a story so I, the, yeah i think that's important for people to really listen in to their listen to their heart and really see what they're good at mm. you know take inventory mm. of what your gifts are there's actually a i think it's a, a jesuit exercise of taking inventory of your gifts you should look that up yeah, lo- I mean, love the Jesuits. Yeah, I, yeah, go literally. Broncos. Go Broncos. You went to Santa Clara. I did go to Santa Clara. Go Bron- Actually, yeah. Go, go Broncos. Broncos. What no. class are you? Uh, twenty sixteen. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> what class were you actually? Twenty fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, obviously. Then. Yeah, you're a year older. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> Um, no, I, I mean, I love Jesuits, love St. Ignatius, the, the spiritual exercises. So there's a specific one to take inventory of your gifts? Yeah, I should send it to you. It's like an, it's an actual like survey oh. to see what your charisms are. Yo, oh. that's dope. Yeah. Maybe you can share it or tweet it out. Or I dig. Definitely. I dig. And I also think 
or is it it could be an exercise where it talks about what kind of spirituality you have mm. whether it's ignatian or what bits oh i think fits. i have I taken that, that one oh, yeah. i was augustinian i forgot which one i was actually but i was pretty offended that it wasn't ignatian but then i was like eh, i'm not really an intellectual mm-hmm. so mm. <laughs> says you should we do our final song sure yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about your inspiration in writing this song. Um, so this song is called Beautiful Lord, and it was uh, it actually wasn't based, it wasn't a love song, uh, the love song to Jesus that it has become. It was actually about my goddaughter, um, who, uh, who was born. Well, she wasn't my goddaughter yet, I guess, uh, but a friend of mine who had who I had done ministry with, he. Uh, he was having a daughter or a, a baby with his girlfriend and they weren't married um and but yet they still decided to have this baby and it wasn't it wasn't like it was um a choice it, i mean it was a choice but it's not like that that choice to do anything else or the alternative was part of their plan they they knew that it was important to have this baby and i i, I loved that about them and even though even though they, she was not born in the ideal situation, and it wasn't ideal because there were problems, and they're still together, and they have more children, which, oh, wow, yeah, which is you know praise God, yeah, praise God. Um, but in this circumstance, I was inspired because of the love they had for their daughter, and so it was originally called "Beautiful One," and that line where it says, um, "Child of God, it's only you that I choose," um, was. It harkens back to that idea of, you know, choosing life, um, which is always a beautiful thing. Definitely. Um, and then it just, she is, I don't, I don't think she's ever, my goddaughter has ever heard this song, actually. And she's turning 15. What? 15 now? She's turning Yo. 15, and I'm, we're going to go down for her quinceanera. She, they lived in, down in Southern California. You graduated Santa Clara in 2015? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And she's never heard the song, but actually, no, though? No, I don't think so. Dude, you got to change that. Maybe I'll show it to her when we go down there. Yeah, um, So uh, this song was about her beautiful one, and then it just transformed itself to a beautiful Lord, and it became a um, it became a love song to, to Jesus. All right, let's hear it. Um, and so I'm actually going to ask everyone in the, the room to sing it with me because um the song i believe is meant to be corporate corporately sung Broken, you. 
Every single time. It's not even like I've heard that song countless times with countless people singing it. And every time the words just just touch something in my heart. And it's so beautiful. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) It's so beautiful. Comma, Lord. (laughs) Did you know that song would take off? Obviously not if it was not written originally for that. Yeah, I didn't know. As much as it did. I I actually don't know why people like it. I mean, I know why, but. It's such a simple song. It's so maybe so, the simple songs are what people gravitate towards, but mm-hmm. it really wasn't meant to be for anyone else other than what it was meant to be, which was for my goddaughter, and then eventually for between me and God. So, wow, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think the the fact that it is so simple is why it connects, and I think it speaks into everyone's hearts. Definitely, and I think when you sing it. It, it, I mean, as praise and worship, should you're you're praying those words. It's so easy to pray those words as you sing it, and it's so easy to get lost in that moment entirely. And that's that's what I felt in this room. I mean, I felt God's presence so so strong and just just here. I mean, the Spirit is here with us through that song, and oh, I just I, I feel I feel blessed, incredibly blessed in this moment, oh, being with you guys you. and and just worshiping with you guys. I think prayer should be like that. It's something that you get lost in. Mm. Um, I know people who pray the rosary devotionally, and they just get lost in the Hail Marys, not mm. because it's repetitive, but because it's just that surrender again. Yeah. So I totally, yeah, I get it. I think every what always touches me is the, I'm here to serve you, Lord, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm unafraid, but I'm, I'm broken. But I'm broken. Oh. And I wrote that because I am afraid. Mm-hmm. And it was really a declaration of me saying, you can't be. Yeah. And oh you gosh. have you can't be afraid, but you do have to recognize how broken you are in fear. That's why that line is together. Wow. I don't even know why if I wrote it because of that, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a line that really speaks into my heart as well. Like, because... Like I mean, we just talked about it. We just talked about the fear of the insecurities we feel, and but we are called to be unafraid. Mm-hmm. We are called to fight through that, to battle through that. Amen. And and our brokenness and our in our humanness, just called to yeah. serve. Yeah. Pray bless this podcast, dude. This podcast is. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did recording it. Definitely. Truly. Um, 
so with that we're, we're gonna we're gonna close up here um we did talk about having um some listener testimonies maybe in the future kevin and i will share maybe our like testimonies people have shared with us without naming names mm-hmm. um i think that might be powerful but so i recently as you guys know i was moving and I found a lot of affirmations as I was moving, which, I mean, what a blessed time to just, oh, here's an affirmation from this retreat. Um, and I actually found a letter at our first podcast that we talked about, who was the person that invited me into the faith? And it was my friend Carmen. And in high school, you know, you write notes to your friends. And I found a letter that, that Carmen wrote me in high school, which is crazy because we hardly talk now and it's mm. a little emotional. Um, but I wanted to share... Um, a letter that she wrote me, a portion of that letter, because she was my invitation to the faith. She yeah. was my invitation into, in a lot of ways, um, she's a, a big reason, big part of the reason why I'm Catholic today. Yeah. And she was a year younger than I was in high school. So I'm pretty sure this is my senior year and this was her junior year. And the spirit was working through her and it was so convicting. I just think it's amazing that this is what she was sharing with me when we were in high school and speaks um speaks strongly to how we can i don't know bring along one another in the faith so these are her words um and i'm just gonna read read what she said um actually as as you listen to it um please listen to it as if she is speaking to you because maybe it can convict you now as it convicted me then and still convicts me now god wants you to become the best version of yourself God's dream is for you to choose to be the best version of yourself every single day. What's stopping you from embracing the best person you can be? What's holding you back? Embrace the life of more that God has in store for you. Experience a life of abundance. What's the big obstacle between you and God? You are hungry for something that the world cannot give you. Just listen, practice, focus. Keep your eyes focused on God and anything you do. Those, those are the words that she shared with me in high school. Wow. I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now dude. who's crying? That was beautiful. That's insane. That was... I mean, that's that's the kind of person that I had bringing me into the faith. And I don't, like, if it, if it weren't for people bringing us to the faith, people sharing their own faith stories, like, there's so many of us who wouldn't be here. Yeah. And I just, I, I thank God for Carmen. I thank God for that invitation. I thank God for her constantly pouring into me and bringing me along in the faith and leading me to heaven, closer to heaven mm-hmm. every day. And I'm I'm just eternally thankful. When was the last time you talked to Carmen? We really going to talk about this right here? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's been a couple years. And it sounds like her embrace continues. Yeah. Definitely. more More than she knows, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. No, thank you guys for listening. Um, of course. We thank John. Um, thank you guys. For joining us today. 
Anything yeah, yeah. you want to plug in? Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, promote. Anything going on? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, okay, so we plugged your Instagram earlier, but where can people follow you? Where can people connect with you if they uh, want to? If yeah, So I have johnmanongdo.com. J-O-N-M-A-N-O-N-G-D-O.com. Uh, you can message me there if you want. I'm on Twitter, also at johnmanongdo.com. I mean, johnmanongdo, really. Um, Instagram, you got that earlier. I'm here at St. Joseph in Fremont, the old mission San Jose. Does your youth ministry have an Instagram? Yes, SJ Primer, um, which is San Jose, which is Mission San Jose. That's who we are. SJ Primer, P-R-Y-M-E-R. Um, that's your Instagram. I think we're also on Twitter. Um, I'm here at the 630 Mass, so if you want to come visit... Yo, come through, guys. Mass, and I do the music there as well. Uh, maybe it'll be the 55th Sunday. Shout out to 54 Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to 54 Sundays. <laughs> um, yeah, and just in case you don't remember, um, John's personal Instagram is at Illustrado with an 8. So I-L-L-U-S-T-R-8-D-O. Um, yeah, give him a follow, guys. Um, and other than that, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. And happy, happy Sunday. Sunday. And get your booty to church. Bye. You're still here? It's over. <laughs>